What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. All right, what's happening out there? It is time to dance. A little bit of March Madness in the air, right? This is Bolt Brady and his bro. Welcome back. Took a little breather. We're recharged and ready to chit some hoops for you. What's up to our guy, Bolt? Time to dance. Time to get your groove on. Last time, uh, wow, I'm a little juiced to be back on the air here. It's been a little while. Just recharged and ready to rip. No kidding. Last time we were on on here, we uh, suggested taking... Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and that worked out okay. Yep. And now it's time for, like you said, time to dance. Let's do it. <laughs> this is always a great time of year. Oh, dude, it's unreal. And then I took the gander, and I'm like, well, not only do we have the first four tonight, oh, but the big NIT starts. Mm. <laughs> so we have. Which Carolina politely declined. They go, we're not that Whoa. kind of squad. Oh, wow. You're starting off with that banger coming out of the gates. <laughs> you brought up the NIT. Well, so how about this? So I was like, okay, UNC. Well, let's just go straight to it. It's the 409 of the century. Mm-hmm. You were preseason number one, and you can't even make the March Madness dance. Yeah, it's never happened. No, it hasn't. Clean it up. How many starters did they have return? Was it three or four? I mean, they had a good roster. You know, if, if they're throwing you out there as the number one, you better bring it a little more than that. I mean, you were in the championship game. You had at least three or four returning starters, and you guys can't even go back to the dance, meaning you're not even in the top 64. You're straight garbage. 68, counting the playing games. Oh, wow. <laughs> clean it up. I mean, it's the clean, up, clean it up of the century, maybe. And UNC, um, when I, <laughs> how about when they go, oh, you're invited to the NIT? And it's such an embarrassment to their school and their establishment. We go, we can't even show up. Yeah. They're like, we're not even going to play in it because that is a bueno look for us. <laughs> Did you see uh, that guy who's kind of going for the scoring record, too, from Detroit Mercy? Yeah. He's like a sixth-year player because of the COVID and all that stuff. And their record's terrible. And, you know, I think he was like just six points shy or something of it. But they they didn't make it to the March Madness. And they were like, well, they're kind of pursuing some other (laughs) postseason tourneys here. And I'm like... That's not really in the <laughs> in the, the spirit of the record here. Wasn't he trying to beat like Pistol Pete's? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Pistol Pete's scoring record. Yeah, I know they're trying to finagle it to try to get in. like, dude, nope, but, didn't make it. Sorry, bud. Yeah, and the amount of games that Pete played versus this dude wasn't even close. Really? Yeah. I mean, Pete threw up numbers. Right. And that was before the three ball. Exactly. So Pete must have just dominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, One thing that before we jump into this that I thought would be super helpful for everyone to know because you're going to hear it a lot. How about this one? How many quad one wins a team has? And so I'm like, maybe it'd be a good idea for us to discuss what a quad one win is because they'll be like, well, you know, for example, Kansas has the most quad one wins. Kansas with 17 quad one wins. Texas <laughs> with 14. Alabama with 13. Well, no one ever tells you what a quad one win is. Yeah. Right? They like to get real analytical with some of this. Like uh, the Ken Palm standings. For, oh, for- yeah. Ken Palm. Yeah. People are a little disappointed with his with his rankings this year. But anyway, so 
Ladies and gentlemen, a quad one win is if you play a top 30 team at home and you beat them. If you play a top 50 team on a neutral court and you beat them. Or if you play on the road and they're a top 75 team and you beat them, that's a quad one win. Top 75? On the road, yep. Home, top 30. Neutral, top 50. So, like I said, Kansas, the most, was 17. Then Texas with 14. And then Alabama, 13. So, you're going to hear that a lot. Now, uh... Now you'll know what it means. Yep, good to know. Because mm-hmm. they, they do, I mean, geez, you can't turn on any of these channels now without them breaking down brackets and li- getting everyone's theory on who they think is going to advance and stuff. Oh, now, yeah. There's all these different theories and stuff. <laughs> it's a little bit of overload. <laughs> this might be the one time where it doesn't, you know, like some of the people that don't have a clue actually might get some games right because that's how hard it is to pick the tourney. Well, the bracket brings everyone, even the casual fans, just give it a shot. That's what makes it so fun. Oh, yeah, it does. Uh, you know, one of our listeners, uh, Big Corey out in Texas, uh, was asking on Twitter. He uh, he wants to take uh, University of Texas to win it all. And I think they were like, you know, 17 to 1 odds. And so he's like, would it be better if I just uh, played the money line every game and just rolled it over? And I was like, yeah, I'm not a mathematician, but yeah, it would be. <laughs> Um, and it is because so like Texas plays Colgate their first game right mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you put a hundred dollars down you'll probably win like literally like fifteen dollars so you have a hundred and fifteen dollars but then the next game you know you're going to play Texas A&M or Penn State that might be more like a minus one game so now you're going to double up your money and you start doubling up your money and it, you're going to get a lot better odds you know, instead of putting down a hundred to win, you know, if it was seventeen to one to win like seventeen hundred, more than likely would probably win like three grand mm-hmm. if they ended up winning it just by keep rolling over the money line. So yeah, gotta win that first one to get the bankroll going. <laughs> well, that's true, but you'd have to win that first one even if you did the seventeen to one odds. So, you know, we've kind of talked about this before. Those like, hey, I'm gonna you know, odds to win the tournament or odds mm-hmm. to win the region, you know. Feel free to put money on it, but just FYI, they're jacking you on the odds. You should get way better odds than what they give you, and they don't. Yeah. So, yeah, Texas is an interesting because their their coach had the domestic thing, and then the wife dropped it, and so he's been gone. Right. It's kind of when the the new coach steps in, they go on a little bit of a run. I mean, still a two seed, which is good, but kind of brings up that old Michigan squad in 89 where Fisher stepped in and they, they took it all the way to the title. Oh, like as the intern coach. Yeah, they 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 showed someone showed a stat of how do intern coaches do in the NCAA and it was like 50-50. Like some of them did pretty good, other others got bounced. But Texas seems to be like kind of rolling at the right time right now. Um the problem that I have is they're in the Midwest bracket over there and uh they got Texas. They've got the winner. You know, if they get past Colgate, the winner of Texas A and M or Penn State. Um, both those game, both those teams, I think, would be super difficult to beat. Yeah, I think Penn State's actually favored, even though they're the ten seed. I saw. Well, and I've got Penn State beating the big Texas A and M. There, I like Penn State. They actually ball. Their their best player is this guy named Jalen Pickett, and he's actually a transfer from Siena. He averages 18 a game, and he can create a shot. Penn State can launch the threes. They're like one of the best three-pointing shoot teams in the in the tournament. They hit like over 38% as a team, which is 
large. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like Penn State there. And in fact, sorry, Corey, but I've got Penn State beating Texas. <laughs> I have to reassess the strategy. There. <laughs> so um, taking a look at the brackets here, the other thing that pops off at me is uh, the easiest side, the easiest you know number one seed to me has got to be in the South with Big Alabama. Top left-hand corner there. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, there's just, you know, you got U of A is the number two. I mean, okay, you know, you, you, you're that scared of them. I mean, they're pretty good. And then you have, like, Baylor, and then you just have, like, a lot of these middle-of-the-road squads. Yeah, yeah, they definitely got one of the better brackets to come out of. Did you hear the stat about um, no one from west of the Mississippi winning a title since 97? And it was U of A. <laughs> Wow, since 97, huh? Yeah, I, mean, I heard that on the radio. I'm like, geez, I had to think about it for a second. Uh, well, you know what? Um, I can tell you why. Like, uh, I watch a lot of basketball, and the Big Ten, for example, um, or the uh, the Big 12, and let's say like the SEC, but really the Big Ten and the Big 12. But I've I got to give the Big Ten the number one props. You watch a ball game there. Holy cow. I mean, do those places go bananas? Like, I watched Illinois. Shout out to Big Champagne, Illinois. Uh, I can't remember who they were playing. It doesn't matter. They just play anyone in league. And I was like, dude, this place is like, it's like the Super Bowl in there. Mm -hmm. It's going effing bananas. And I'm (laughs) like, if you got recruited by Illinois or Oregon... I mean, where are you going? Like, they go, hey, let's go on the recruiting trip. And you go to Oregon, and you're like, this is pretty sweet. And, you know, they do, they, you know, announce your name while you walk onto the court so you can imagine, you know, you being there. And then they go, hey, why don't you come on into the Illinois-Iowa game? And you're like, are you shitting me? This is where I want to play. I want this crowd going nuts for me. Why don't you take it on the town with a few of our guys tonight and see what you think about champagne. <laughs> and we're going to um, have introduce you to a few lady friends as well and tell us what you think. <laughs> like, this is a little more fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's why you're seeing like UCLA and USC. It's the TV contracts and the exposure is way different in these leagues. Well, yeah. And then, but with that in mind, I do think, uh, you know, this kind of coincides that. So the Pac 12, uh, believe it or not, the last 10 years, guess which league has been the most profitable against the spread? Pac 12. The big Pac 12. Uh, and so I think that might be, you know, one of the reasons is people don't pay as much attention to them. So, yeah, they don't get the championships, but. Hey, this podcast is about getting the chippers, and the Pac-12 comes to play for that. Yeah, you know, and they, it's for all sports. These games are always on later at night, so everyone back east doesn't even watch them, and then you have half of these writers don't write articles about these guys and these squads. Right. Well, I've come to learn, you know, like, uh, I've, I've made this mistake, you know, in the last couple of years recently where I'm like, wow, the Big Ten is just incredible how legit they are, and bar none, in my personal opinion, the Big Ten, I think, is the best to watch. It's just like every game almost, except like with the exception of when they play like Minnesota. But even like Nebraska brings it sometimes at home. Like when they play each other at home, I mean, it's electric. And it shows only two of the teams were actually um, had a, a winning percentage over 500 on the road in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. That's how hard it is to play on the road. Those teams bring it. But so anyway, it's the most entertaining. But we'll get to it here 
unfortunately, they don't show up typically in the tournament. Because they get so hyped. Yeah. You know, and then, then there's just this letdown by a lot of them. Right. They get super hyped, and then you've got like big Creighton or big Oral Roberts knocking them off. <laughs> <laughs> just these squads that don't get nearly as much run on the tuber. Yeah. Well, so, you know, when these come out and everyone's always like, take a look at the 512s. I mean, what do you do in terms of buying into the... Because everyone's got their super trendy upsets, I was telling you earlier. It's like, I think everyone's saying Drake, right? Y- yes, they are. Drake, 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 the 12 seed. <laughs> are we really going to see Drake win two games here? <laughs> well, one thing that stuck out to me, okay, um, and we're going, we're going back old school here, but I remember, you know, I've been like checking out the top teams, and I'm like, dude, these guys just aren't winning that many games. And so I came across a stat, and typically the teams in the top 15 since 2015, uh, they win about 70% of their games on the road. Like, it doesn't matter. They're the most dominant teams you know the carolinas typically and the dukes and the gonzagas they win 70 percent of their games on the road since 2015 but this year they only won 52 percent of the games on the road so it's like these teams get out of their environment and they're susceptible to losing to some of these squads Mm -hmm. Um, and the other thing that i noticed was i remember back in the day back in the heyday whoo Back in the day where you're in college and you say, peace out to school on Thursday and Friday, we're watching the March Madness games. And I remember back in those days, like with the Christian Leitner and the Bobby Hurleys, when they would go to the tournament, their first round, they would be, I remember this, one one year they were 37-point favorites. Jeez. I can't remember the squad they played. But anyway... I took them and all the number one seeds, and all of them were at least like 19 points. Um, and I parlayed them for the W. It was great. Um, I wouldn't recommend doing that this year by any means. But compare that to this year, there's only one team that's favored by 19. The rest of them are all less. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting. The, the reason being is the, the guys used to stay in college back then. You know, you'd have some juniors and seniors on the squad. We're dealing with these one-and-done guys or guys that hit the portal. They give up on a coach and a team. They're younger. Some of these guys don't put it together till later in the season. Like Duke. Duke didn't figure it out because they're four freshman starters till mm-hmm. later in the year. So, yeah, you got four seniors in your starting lineup. They're going to ball back in the day. Right. Well, that's some people look for those squads now still because some of them are still there. I'll give you one of them. Mon- yep. Montana State. Okay. They're not only super tall, but they're super experienced. Who are they opening with? Uh, who are they opening up with? It was a pretty good squad. Mm. Well, I was reading about uh, one of those, too. And I'm actually, I told you, I'm going to catch a couple games here. Oh, I'm, that's right. I'm going to the sack town to catch some March Madness. And who who you get to watch? Uh, the opening game is Missouri and Utah State. Oh, okay. And then my second game will be Arizona-Princeton. Mm, okay, that's cool. Yep, Thursday morning at 10.30. <clears throat> well, I'll have some picks for you on those games. One of them is actually a best bet. Uh, who so, is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Arizona over Princeton? No, no, no. Missouri's the number seven seed against the Utah State. Okay, and you ready for this one. Big Missouri has not been to the to the dance for five years. Mm-hmm. And they're playing the big Utah State, who is a good three-point shooting team, but the over-under is 155. And you got to be shitting me if you think those guys are going to hit that number. 
not happening. Missouri hasn't been to the tournament in five years, and they're going to be just coming out lighting it on fire. I don't think so. The jitters are going to be there. 155 is a boatload. First best bet under 155. <laughs> I actually was reading about them because it's one of the games I'm going to. And it said, I don't think the over can be high enough. Really? And the guy was trying to pump it up. How perfect is that? I mean, you tell me that, and that makes me want to double up on it. Let's do it. Because these guys have clues. And I mean, no clue. Yeah. Okay. So, But I was checking out big utah state i guess they are one of the teams that has some some older senior leadership here mm-hmm. and also they have some size to contend with some of these dudes that get bigger recruits so i've got big utah state winning a couple <laughs> games here oh more than one yeah <laughs> you got them beating the u of a uh yeah. yep i do and then i have them beating baylor too Wow. So okay. There's my bracket bust on that side. <laughs> they are they are a solid team. Um, they're good at shooting threes. I saw who Montana State's playing now. They're playing down the east, and they take on Kansas State, which is the number three seed. And Kansas uh, State's a little bit overrated in my eyes. I do have Kansas State winning the ball game, but not covering. Okay. Yeah. What's the line? Was it like double digits? Uh, I don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, there are some bigger ones. You know, there's no, there's not some thirty-seven point ones, but I think Gonzaga is like fifteen and a half. Yeah, but like back in the, and yeah, that's pretty high because isn't Gonzaga like only like the sixth seed or whatever, fifth seed? No, there are three. Oh, they're three seed. But yeah, typically those are a lot higher. I mean, I'm not kidding. When they used to be like they were regularly in the high twenties and thirties. Back in the day. Speaking of back in the day in the Bobby Hurley. Well, if you want to get entertainment, ladies and gentlemen, this guy does not sit down the entire game. For ASU. And his blood pressure must be about 500. (laughs) It's incredible because like when he was a player, I mean, he complained sometimes, but he mostly kept his mouth quiet. When he is a coach, I love Bobby as a player. Wow, is he slightly annoying as a coach. Yeah. And um, they have the the opportunity to play because uh, they're one of the first four in. Yep, they play big Nevada. Um, and by the way, another best bet: Arizona State. I like them against Nevada. Let's rock and roll. Um, and they have they're going to play uh, the winner of TCU. But um, another game that's <laughs> that's interesting. That's the first four: Mississippi State. Okay, their <laughs> their coach as well. Wow, this guy's blood pressure might be 600. <laughs> I mean, the guy does not sit down. It's incredible. So if you want to see some coaches, Mississippi State's Chris Jans. I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen. I know you've seen Bobby. Wait until you see big Chris Jans tonight. It's mm-hmm. incredible. He gets pleased. And I don't know how the referees like give the guy a call. They've got to be like, this guy's an asshole. He's in our ear the whole game. So tonight, first four, Chris Jans, Bobby Hurl. Well, just when coaches are like that, too, I don't know how many guys are like, let me sign up and play for this dude because you know he's snapping at him in the, in the locker room and stuff, too. That's true. That's it's true. Like, you know, Bobby Huggins used to, I'm like, dude, this guy is a prick. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mississippi State, a kind of interesting stat about them. They are literally dead last worst three pointing shooting team in college basketball. Hmm. Dead last. Which doesn't bode well for how the game is nowadays. No, I know, but somehow they're getting the dubs. It's because they finish at the rack at a super high rate. 
and they get a boatload of offensive rebounds. Yeah. Well, you were talking about teams that don't travel well earlier. Sometimes it's whether or not you've just got like that stud, you know, like like Obama has like that Miller. It's like that guy's a big difference maker if the rest of your dudes are off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does make a big difference. Well, you know, before, you know, before this show ends, we got to make we got to talk about the guy that makes the big difference. He's probably going to be the the wooden player of the year. Big Zach Eady, the center for Purdue. Mm-hmm. Is that guy teeny? Yeah. Dude, so we were watching it with our boys, and, and uh, my six-year-old's like, whoa, Dad, how tall's that guy? And I thought about it. I'm like, okay, so he's 7'4", and I'm six feet tall, and it was the exact same thing as the difference between me and the six-year-old. <laughs> so I go, well, you see how much taller I, I am than you? And he's like, yeah. And I go, that guy's that much taller than me. And he's like, you mean you're me and he's you? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, whoa, that's super tall. <laughs> and so and if you think about it, like, you know, some people aren't around basketball that long. I mean, when you're walking around in public, dude, what's the tallest guy you see? Maybe like the 6'5", right? Mm-hmm. A couple of our friends are like 6'5". And when they roll into a room, everyone's like, whoa, that dude's hell of tall. You can tell when they look at him. If you see a dude that's out walking and like you see him in the grocery store and he's 6'8", that guy's a monster. Like everyone's looking at him and people are like, How tall are you? How tall are you? Did you play basketball? How tall are you? <laughs> Dude, when you're seven four, wow. I mean, he makes people on the basketball court look small, like the guys that are six nine. Yeah. So anyway, he touches the rock on thirty eight percent of the possessions. Like they try to kick it down low to him. Not fast, not slow, but he's definitely a force. The problem, two freshman guards. How far are they going to go? I was just looking at some of their scores, too. It just looked like coming down the stretch that they were always just like a two- or a four-point game. So it's like just real susceptible to going down, I think. Well, There's not much room for margin of error there. No, because, I mean, obviously obviously they're not running and gunning with him. (laughs) No. Um, So And they also, they lost like four out of the last five on the road as well. So it's not like they're, you know... Anyone in the Big Ten, and that's that's what scares me about the Big Ten, is they're just, you know, they play great at home, way different ball game when they're on the road. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, one of the things you should take a look at is how teams play on the road or in neutral environments, right? Yeah, and, and like you just said with the young guard, I mean, they always stress having the good guard play. I mean, if we're dealing with like a McDonald's All-American guy as your point guard, that's a different story. But if we're going with a couple of freshmen here, no, well, turn, no tournament experience. That's what it is. And unfortunately, the statistics say that they don't handle the press very well either. So I think they've been kind of riding Big Zach quite a bit. You know, they play those ball games that are in like the 50s to 60 points a game, and Big Zach's got like 25 of them. It's like if that guy has an off night or a team shuts him down a little bit, good night. They're peace out. <laughs> Not to mention they've got the hardest bracket in the East. I mean, you've got Marquette in there. You've got um, Michigan or uh, Michigan State, Montana State. Like I said, they're super tall with uh, experience. You got Duke, Tennessee, Kentucky. I mean, that's by far Memphis, Florida Atlantic as the number nine. That's by far the hardest bracket. Mm-hmm. USC. I mean, come on. Yeah, Duke, some people have Duke going to the Final Four, but I mean th- that they're in a five twelve with Oral Roberts to start off there, and some people like Oral Roberts. Yeah, I mean the thing about Duke is, like you said, they're super young. They're like the fourth tallest team in the nation 
They're mm-hmm. huge. Um, it's their coach's first tourney, too, so it's going to be a little different for Shire. No kidding. So I'm not really that high on the big Duke. Um, I've got them winning their first two games and then good night. That's, yeah, I've got Purdue knocking them down. Yep. I've got that, too. I said, good night, Duke. We'll see you later. <laughs> well, so what are you looking for in the first round in terms of if you're going to throw some chips on a game? Well, that's true because it's it's way different, right? Um, winning the bracket, that's also not a, like a very good um, bet either is to like put chips on who you think is going to win. Like, you know, we've gone over how those odds are garbage. Well, why do you think that mortgage company was going to give the million dollars to the perfect bracket? Yeah, I think that was uh, our boy from Omaha, right? Rocket Mortgage? No, no, was it Rockets? I thought it was our boy from Omaha, Warren Buff. No, I, it was Rocket oh, Mortgage. I think, well, well, I think, I think Warren, Warren did it. Like several years ago, he was the first one that goes, hey, I'll give someone a million bucks if they get the bracket 100%. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. Never been done. Not even close. Um, and so I think it'd even be hard just for you to get all the games right on day one, really. Yeah. Especially this year. Especially this year. So, But it sure is fun filling out the bracket. And to answer your question, um, why don't we get into another best better here? Sure. Um, we touched a little bit on Penn State and Texas A&M, and Texas A&M's just running out of a little gas here, and my boy, Big Jalen Pickett from Penn State, is just starting to put the foot on the gas. So I'll take them plus the two and a half. Penn State, plus two and a half. Okay. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> what about a, a team from our region here? We got St. Mary's is another 5-12-er. Versus VCU. Wow. That, that was another one where people were, people were kind of liking VCU because they like to full court press the whole game. Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh, how's the physicality going to be for St. Mary's? We don't know. Yeah. St. Mary's had a, a good season. They just came up against Gonzaga again at the, the championship in Las Vegas there for the WCC. One freshman guard, Mahaney, and then the other one's like a fifth-year senior, Johnson, transfer from Cincinnati. I like his game, his, his bros and the pros. Yeah, well, I mean, so they have a good backcourt, which is always, um, you know, one of the things you want on the checklist for the March Madness. They did get smoked um, in that championship game, the WCC championship game. Remember, I think I texted you and another friend, like, they were only, they were down at half by like 15, and St. Mary's was only minus four the second half. And I'm like, dude, St. Mary's has got to cover this minus four. Nope. Just a complete ass whooping. Big Gonzaga goes, hey, we're tuning up, guys. St. Mayor's step over. Here we come. <laughs> but against the big vcu I think they'll take care of business there. I don't think it'll be easy. I think the line is like St. Mary's minus three and a half. I wouldn't touch that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird here. I'm just looking at like I'm going to those games, and you'd figure like this West Coast, it's the West Coast bracket, but I'm going to some games that are from the South. Yeah, which is cool because you'll be able to see some other teams. Right. So, I mean, they just, I guess they do it to let you see other squads that aren't, you know, from the different regions, but it's, it's just kind of weird how they lay it out. Who calls the games? Do you know? Who's going to be there? Is our boy Big Bill Walton do March Madness? Nope. Ah. No. This is like true TV, CBS Sports, TNT. I mean, they throw Chuck Wagon and, and Kenny and those guys on. Oh, uh, what about Big? And I got to give this guy props. I have to admit, back in the day, he really annoyed me. But, dude, I've got to give props to big Dick Vital being 83 years old, and the guy still has that energy. Oh, yeah. He's great. But D- he's he's ESPN. He won't be on these. Uh, bummer. Those are, like, the two best guys. No. I mean, these are always, like, Grant Hill, Bill Raft, you know, Raftery. Oh, uh, yeah. They, With the kiss. 
dude, come on. Bill, big Bill Walton. I was watching him do the Tournament of Champions. And he goes, what a beautiful day today. He's like, I saw not only one, but two rainbows. It was incredible. Now, back to the Tournament of Champions. Big Bill's puffing before oh, he comes on. I, dude, that guy is pure entertainment. He's unreal. He's Pac-12 like games. That's yeah. what he does. Tournament of Champions. Uh, well, one thing that I'd like to see from the players this year is let's get the big shorts back instead of the nut huggers, these little shorts that everyone has. Why? Why in Tar Heel Dickens would you want short shorts like that? Uh, well, we, we were saying back, you know, there, it got too big where they were huge after the Fab Five. And like 10 years later, I'm like, dude, these things are. Well, that was like with Allen Iverson. They got like too big. Past but, the knee. And then now, then you knew someone would bring back like the John Stocktons. And now, well, these are shorter than John's. Well, you see some of the high school kids even take the waistband and fold it over again. <laughs> dude. Huh. And by the way, maybe if you had like yoked legs, you know, like super muscular legs. But like to see these like sticks, like no one cares to see those. Chet Holmgren. Yeah, (laughs) right. Um, So uh, we don't have much time left here. Do you do you want to go through uh, final fours? Sure. Sure. You start her off. Okay, I've got a two seed coming out of the east and Marquette facing Bama coming out of the south. Let me get to the east here. Okay, there we go. Big Marquette. You know what? I'm with you there, buddy, Mm -hmm. because there's a guy. That plays the point guard there. His name is Big Tyler, and he balls. (laughs) Tyler Kolek, he was actually the Big East player of the year, and he only averaged 13 points a game, but actually eight assists, which is second in the nation. That guy's a baller. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Big Marquette. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And then top right, Midwest, uh, our boy down in Houston, Big Mac, the mattress man, put chips on these guys when the season started. Houston? Could be looking good. No. Yeah. It's his next big bet. I got Houston, and then out of the West, I'm going with the senior leadership of Big Timmy and Gonzaga. Oh, okay. And then you got the far left, top, south. I had south. I got Bama, and I have Bama versus Houston in the championship, and I've got Houston as the champ. Wow. So you're with Big Mac. Dude, I think you might want to fade Big Mac. I wouldn't want to be on the same team this as Big Mac. This is the year of the Mac. <laughs> the return of the Mac. <laughs> All right, so out of the east, I've got the big Marquette as well. Then out of the south, now nah, like we said that that uh that bracket is just garbage. <laughs> So, I mean, I you could tell me any team out of that, and I'd be like, okay, maybe, but I pick Big Creighton. Let's get Big Creighton rocking and rolling. They've got some senior leadership. And Wait, they, you have Creighton coming out to the Final Four? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sixth seed. I like it. Yeah. And then, uh, actually, I didn't realize that. That doesn't bode well. A sixth seed hasn't made. Ready for this? <laughs> Are we? Do we have some on-air adjustments? <laughs> the sixth seed hasn't made. I saw that. The sixth seed hasn't made the final four since the Fab Five. So that doesn't sit very well. Bode well, very well. But Creighton, let's do it. Join the Fab Five or there. I'll stick with you. This is a down year in terms of dominant teams. Big time. And then out of the Midwest, well... I've I've said his name a couple times. I'm going to say it again. Big Jalen Pickett, Penn Stater. 
I'm riding them all the way to the final four. Wow, you have some some big seeds here. Yep, I sure do. Um, and then and then out of the West, and this is my squad. And I actually, it's my only futures bet that I did probably four weeks ago. I took big UConn. And um, so my final four is UConn, Penn State, Creighton, Marquette. I don't have one single number one making the final four. What do you think about that, ladies and gentlemen? It probably means I'm going to get absolutely waxed Mm. or I'll take first place. Yeah, it's one or the other. Feast or famine. Yep. And I've got big Marquette versus UConn in the championship game. And I've got big UConn as the champ. Mm. Um, Big UConn, number one team in the nation, offensive rebounding. I'm not sure if you've seen them play, but they're teeny. They've got two seven-footers that play ball. One's actually a freshman. So he'll probably be the next big Zach Eady here in a couple of years. Coach Ollie. Yeah, they um the the another team that they're gonna face, I think. I have him kind of going up against Arkansas and Coach Musselman. Mm-hmm. He left Nevada a few years ago for a better gig because the SEC takes care of you. You know, they sent the jet and the coin his way. Right. And he had like a top five recruiting class this year. I thought he was gonna be a little more higher ranked than this, but I still he knows his way around a tournament. I uh, agree. They, they actually they were injured and now they're not. So that's actually a good time to ride him. I've got, I've got him in the elite eight. Yeah, no, I've got big Arkansas beating Kansas, and then I've just got UConn beating Arkansas. So yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, and then before we sign off, people might want to know the rest of the best bets. Yep. All righty, here we go. So like I said, Penn State plus two and a half against Texas A and M, Utah State under. The 155. Uh, the other one that I didn't mention, Drake, plus the two and a half. There's Miami. I mean, the ACC is horrible this year, and that's you, Miami. And then the fourth best bet, which I absolutely love, Big Gonzaga's playing Grand Canyon. And I know Grand Canyon scores 84 points against the Southern Utahs and the Seattles of the world, but this is Big Gonzaga. We're going under 157. You got to be shit me if you think Grand Canyon's going to come in here and just start firing hmm. in the March Madness against Gonzaga. <laughs> going to be probably a little intimidated. We'll take the under 157. Grand Canyon's where uh, Thunder Dan Marley took the opening job there. It didn't really pan out. Now it's Bryce Drew, the guy that was the March Madness darling back in the day. Oh, you know, I, I, that's the only reason why I know Grand Canyon is because Thunder Dan was, you know, bringing some publicity to it. Um, Bryce Drew played for his dad at Valpo and he hit like a just past half court one time to kind of keep them going. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know he was the coach. I, I do remember him. That's interesting. Um, yeah, so they, you know, you're going to hear that they put up all these points and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's great when you're playing Southern Utah, you know, or you're, you're playing the guys from the YMCA. We're stepping up here. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Gonzaga's got some tourney experience. Dude. As long as Mark Few's not out tuning the night before. <laughs> Getting the DUIs, the coach. Yeah, yeah. Up in Coeur d'Alene. <laughs> uh, so I'm with you. I think Gonzaga balls, too. I mean, I just have them lo- lo- losing to my UConn. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Gonzaga, you know, goes deep into this. So I always end, you know, the, this uh, podcast off with, with each year is this tournament is a bear to try to pick. But we can definitely pick off some games against the spread. We can go one at a time here. That's right. So, uh We'll be back next Tuesday. And that'll be the Sweet 16. Yes, it will be. And we'll be able to recap uh, the first 68 and then give us your th- or give us our thoughts or your 
give us your thoughts. Break it down on where we see it going from there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll do it for uh, this opening round version here. But don't forget Twitter and Instagram. It's at Bolt Brady Picks. Enjoy the uh, opening two days, Thursday, Friday's a hoot. I'll be at Sacktown watching the games, but we will catch you guys next week. See ya.